Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking back up with New Morning Mercies, and Tori's just going to take it from here. Yes, yeah, let's do it. It says this, envy denies grace. The assumption of envy is that we deserve what another has been given, when in fact, you and I deserve nothing. Envy is self-focused and self-righteous. It inserts you into the center of your world. It makes it all about you. It tells you that you deserve what you don't deserve. Envy is expectant and demanding. Envy tells you that you are someone you aren't, and you are entitled to what is not rightfully yours. Envy cannot celebrate the blessing of another because it tells you that you are more deserving. Envy tells you that you have earned what you could never earn. The world of envy no more mixes with the world of grace than oil does with water. Envy forgets who you are, forgets who God is, and is confused about what life is all about. Yet having said all of that, the fact is that all of us struggle with envy somehow, some way, and at some time. We're jealous that that person next to us has achieved the financial success that we have never enjoyed. We wish our marriage was as happy as that of our friends at church. We wonder why we've been saddled with the job we have when that other guy has such a fulfilling career. We're envious of the other person's small group, which seems to be such a loving community. We wish that we could eat as much as that person does and still stay as slim as she is. The tall guy wishes he wasn't so tall and the short guy would love to look down on people for a change. The curly-haired person covets straight hair, and the straight-haired person envies the curls. The nerd envies the jock, and the jock wishes he could get better grades. Envy is universal because sin is. Envy has its roots in the selfishness of sin. Envy is self-focused because it's self-focused, it's entitled. Because it's entitled, it's demanding. Because it's demanding, it tends to judge the goodness of God by whether he has delivered what you feel entitled to. Because it judges God on that basis, it leads you to question his goodness. Because you question God's goodness, you won't run to him for help. Envy is a spiritual disaster. Grace reminds you that you deserve nothing, but it does not stop there. It confronts you with the truth that God is gloriously loving, gracious, and kind, and that he lavishes on us things we could have never earned. Grace also reminds us that God is wise, and he never gets a wrong address. He gives each of us exactly what he knows we need. Whoa. (laughs) Are you feeling it? Or is this one of those moments where I'm just like, I just, wow. I um I probably need to go back and re-listen to that one a few times. Very good. Yeah, um, it's something. It I feel like envy is one of those really like ugly ones where we don't like to admit it because mm-hmm. not only does it like it well I was gonna say it makes us look bad mm-hmm. to think that we're like coveting someone else's life or what they have or the things that they have or the lifestyle that they have or you know their height or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, it's something that it's like it's awkward to talk about, yeah. you know, and I was I was kind of just like talking to God while you were reading and I just felt this like overwhelming 
presence of like, and how many times I've had envy, even though I didn't want to admit it was envy, I would, I would basically just say to myself, like under my breath, like, I just wish things were different. And I don't know how many of you all can empathize with that, where maybe you're going through a tough season, or maybe you have to deal with something that's maybe not as normal, and you just wish things were different. And how would you write that story? How would you make yourself look? What would your relationship look like? What would your career look like? What would your aspirations look like? And sometimes it's it's so easy for us to create this imaginary pen and dream up an idealized version of life that we weren't given. And then God hit me with this, this like brick of love that he was just like, you can do all those things to feel lovable or you can just receive my love right now. Wow. Even in the moments when you are unlovable, I still love you. And I just thought that was so powerful and what a beautiful story mm-hmm. for him to say that you don't need to be this tall. You don't have to be this skinny. You don't have to have that job. You don't have to have the second or third or fourth, even the first home. You don't have to have these things in order to be lovable. Stop adding things that won't add to me is what he's saying. He has completed it. He has finished it. We are complete and full inside of him and everything else is just grace on grace on grace. And so it's just that feeling of like, do I really wish things are different? Or do I relish and the hidden parts of me that only God knows that he still loves me and the feeling that I have because of that is far greater than I would feel if I just had things my way all the time. Wow. Yeah, I think, I think (laughs) Jared needs to cut back to whenever you're reading the devotional, I was just like looking down at the ground and like, (laughs) Uh, Not like patting myself on the back. I'm just saying like I really felt like I I was wrestling with that because whenever we do a devotional, I genuinely do. Like I I try to listen to it like not just like, oh, yeah, that was so good. Let's talk about Jesus. Like, no, like, hey, like, like there are times I do wish things were different. Mm -hmm. And then I'm well, God, like how like how do you reconcile that with me right now? And he did. (laughs) (laughs) Sure enough, did. No, it's, it's so good. And I think that it's relatable to so many people. I think that's what he was saying is this hits us all in different ways. Mm -hmm. Like we are not immune to envy. Envy is something that we have to take to the Lord. We have to recognize when we're struggling with it. We have to understand that it's part of our sinful nature and something that is going to rise up um, maybe more often for other people than certain people, but it coming back down to the realization of, man, again, I know I ask this question all the time, but if you never got anything else, is what Jesus did on the cross enough for you? Like, is his love for you in the unlovable moments, is it enough for you? And every single time, I mean, it'll bring me to my knees because I don't deserve his grace. I don't deserve salvation. I don't deserve eternity with a loving father. That's not what I deserve. And when you recognize that everything else gets put into perspective because you're like, man, the fact that I get to pray 
for the desires that the Lord put on my heart and that he cares and that he listens and that he answers even with no's because he loves me. Like he knows what is best. He knows what will bring him the most glory through our lives. And what a blessing, even inside of suffering, how we can bring him glory. And just that is something to be thankful for. Like the fact that he wants to teach us lessons, the fact that he wants to convict us through devotionals, mm. like the fact that he cares at all, right? Like what a loving, merciful savior that we get to serve, like a father and a friend. And gosh, we just get so wrapped up in the materialism of the world and what we do and we don't have and the lifestyles we want and X, Y, Z, you name it, you fill in the blank for your own life. But what a beautiful reminder today about how grace itself is enough. Mm-hmm. Want to pray sent out? I do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, you are so good. You, um, you don't ask us to be anyone that we're not, Father. You meet us right where we are. Father, we thank you that you know the hidden parts that we so often we don't want to bring to you, Father. We want to put on these uh, fronts to make ourselves look better, God, when you know the reality of the situation, Father. So we just we pray that if we have any hidden envy, Father, that you would just remove that from our life right now, that you would remind us of your grace, your mercy, Father, and that we are so undeserving of all of the blessings that you so freely lavish on us every single day. Father, I pray that our gratefulness would grow today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When I was that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. And we're talking to you tomorrow. Au revoir.